The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. Then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit at the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. to see you. As usual, I've got a question here at the beginning. Has anybody ever saved you a seat? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you do. We're thinking. I think so. Yeah? When has someone saved you a seat? Oh, that's nice. So you're playing and you're playing and someone saved a spot for you, right? Oh, how did you feel? Yeah, it's nice when people include you, isn't it? Callan, I saw the wheels turning in your head too. Did anyone ever save you a seat? At lunchtime, oh, isn't that the best? Yeah, you have somewhere to go and some people to be with. That's pretty cool. Cora, has anybody saved you a seat? Maybe. <laughs> That's pretty good. I bet you really like having your seat at the dinner table, don't you? Yeah. At every age, I think we really look forward to people saving us a seat. I remember uh, when I was your age that people would save me all kinds of seats. 
People might save me a seat on the bus, so I had someone to sit next to. And people might save me a seat at the lunch table so I could eat with them. People might save me a seat in a game so I could play with them. We weren't really sitting, but it was still a game. It was fun. People would save me all kinds of spaces. And every once in a while, I'd do the same for them too. One day, there was an issue in the lunchroom though, because everybody was saving seats. And eventually, even though we could all fit in there, since everybody had already saved seats for everybody else, no one had any place to sit. <laughs> there was too many seats saved. So our teachers and our principal made a rule. You cannot save seats because everyone has a seat. You cannot save seats because everyone has a seat. Now, at first, I was pretty mad. I want to sit next to my friends. Eventually, I realized maybe I could have more friends. I started sitting next to people I never sat to, next to before. And I started talking with people I've never talked to before. And I'll tell you a secret. I was a little scared at first. But they turned out to be pretty cool people. And in fact, they turned about, out to be really close friends. Everybody has a seat. Everybody. So this week, I want you to do two things. I want you to sit next to a friend because friends are good. And that's an awesome thing. And when they save you a seat, if they save you a seat, say thank you because that's great. And I want you to sit next to somebody you don't know. That might be a little harder, might be a little scarier but I'll bet you find something good too. Now, no matter what, if you're real brave this week and you do it, or if you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. There's always a seat for you. There's always a seat for you here. And there's always a seat for you wherever God is and wherever we are. Sound good? All right. Let's say a prayer. Gracious God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for people that think of us and make a place for us and spread out so that we can participate and save us a seat. We give you thanks for the ones that we save seats for too. In our lives, help there to be plenty of open seats. Help us to make room for people we know and people that we don't. Sit next to people we know and people that we don't. And help us to know that in your love and in your heart, everybody has a seat. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for being here, guys. Go back to your seats, which were saved for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Seat saving can be an amazing gift and a huge pain. I remember going to the movies uh, in high school, and I was the first one there. And I had been told instructions ahead of time because I was right on the edge of when people would have cell phones regularly <laughs> available to them. I was told ahead of time, if you get there first, you got to save some seats. And so me and my brother looked at each other and we started counting up the seats and there was no way 
two people were going to save 20 some odd seats <laughs> wasn't going to happen. And we tried. And then slowly and slowly, we started giving them away because our friends were late. And slowly and slowly, we started saying, well, maybe we could relocate over there. Maybe we could relocate over there. And slowly and slowly, we gave them away until we were beside a lot of people that we didn't expect to be with. And we had seats. And then our friends came and we gave our seats away because the important part of the experience wasn't our seats, but it was being with the people we wanted to be with. In the kingdom of God, everybody has a seat. And in the kingdom of God, it can easily be flipped on its head who should have a seat. And if it's important to have a seat, and where we sit and everything else, all those are just kind of peripheral details. In the kingdom of God, everybody has a place. Everybody is welcome. Everybody is the one we want to be with. In today's parable, people are saving seats. And so Jesus goes to a dinner where he's going to a leader of the Pharisees and Pharisees were closely watching him. So already, you know, it's not the most relaxed dinner everybody's ever been to. And so he walks in and everybody's kind of tense. And he recognizes that people are immediately going to the best seats in the house. And so he tells a parable. He tells a parable about, well, that just echoes Proverbs that these Pharisees would have heard before. They were familiar with scripture. They would have heard this proverb before. This wasn't a new and groundbreaking idea. He tells them a parable that echoes this proverb. When you go to an invited place, don't take the best seat, take the lowest seat so you can be brought up instead of being brought low. And already... As he's at a dinner party and as people are watching him and as it's already tense because they were already looking very closely at him, he's kind of stepping on the line of good behavior, right? Did they bring him here to teach them? Maybe, maybe not. But the last I remember, I usually don't go to people's houses, sit at an invited meal and tell them things that they might be doing wrong. And then he takes one step further. He turns to the person that invited him, the host of this whole thing, the one who made the food, or maybe they didn't make the food, but prepared the food and made space for everything else, the, the head of the house, and corrects him on his guest list. When you invite, don't invite your neighbors, your friends, your brothers, your relatives, the rich. And that's the whole guest list. The leaders of the Pharisees were there with the leader of the Pharisees, and they were all watching him. And they had places of honor, which means honorable people were there. This whole guest list is just being put out. And the reason that he says this is hard to argue against, right? Instead, invite the ones who cannot repay you. And your reward will be great and the resurrection of the righteous. It's something that is hard to argue against. And at the same time, Jesus just absolutely trampled every little thing that this dinner party existed for. 
and a, quite a few of mine, if I'm to be honest. After two years of being unsure on how to gather together, I have so deeply enjoyed inviting my friends and my neighbors, my relatives, and my brothers into a space and getting together, seeing one another and talking with one another, enjoying each other's company. It fills me up in heart, soul, mind, and strength so that I have the ability to do what I need to do, what I'm called to do in the world. That's not a small thing. And I have so enjoyed seeing others in our congregation, in our communities do the same thing, being able to get together with their invited guests in ways that fill them up too. But Jesus is somewhat gently, but not only gently, pushing us to look at the seats Because in my parties, understandably, and in a socially accepted way, not everybody has a seat. I like you all. I like you a lot. But if any of you showed up to a family gathering in Ohio, I would be confused. <laughs> and you haven't done that. And I think for good reason, right? But I look at everything that's here and I count the number of seats and lo and behold, there's not enough for everybody. I've made that choice. And I think this parable pushes me to look at other parts of my life too. It's okay from time to time to spend time with close and invited guests. The last supper was one of those times. Jesus sat with the disciples and the ones he invited in an upper room and broke bread and made a table that was wide enough to invite us to, but small enough and intimate enough to be just for those invited guests. There's nothing wrong with the small invitation from time to time. And this parable pushes us to look at every part of our lives and just ask, many times am I only inviting invited guests? How many times are there only enough chairs at the table for the ones that I want? Because in the kingdom of God, everybody has a seat. But in my life, and perhaps in yours too, it's an incredibly high number of times when the guest list is counted. When there's only so many that can come, there's only so many that might be wanted. There's only so many that I'm open to. And very gently, and also not so gently, Jesus calls to me and calls to you, calls to us all, and says, everybody has a seat. In the kingdom of God, everybody has a seat. And so... In part of your life, or in most of your life, or in all of your life, however you feel God calling you to, no more seat saving. I don't like that. <laughs> I want part of my life to be just the people I invited, but I get what we're driving at. 
that I need to keep in my life opportunities open for me to sit beside someone I never sat beside before, to meet with someone I've never met before, eat with someone I've never ate with before, to dwell and live with people I've never dwelled and lived with before. These are the ways that my world grows, our world grows, our congregation grows, our community grows, our church, Big C, grows. If we are able to hear a very strong commandment of no more seat saving, we're able to hear opportunity, able to hear love, able to hear grace, able to hear the voices of our brothers and sisters we have yet to meet. It's a hard calling because I can fill to the brim my time and my days with the ones that I like and the ones that I love. And I'll love doing it too. But in the kingdom of God, everybody has a seat. There's no definitive way to expand the table. No one thing I can tell you to do or challenge you to do this week where your life will open up. Instead, I want to ask, where is a space in your life that might be open to someone you don't know? Where is a space in your life that might be open to someone new? Where is the space for talking? Where's the space for eating? Where's the space for invitation to the unfamiliar? to the forgotten, to the not often invited. I'm not saying tear your, tear your whole lives down. And I'm not saying don't eat with your friends. I'm saying add a few new places. Add a few extra seats. From time to time, be a wild card in this world and sit next to somebody you don't know. It's a very elementary school image. But boy, aren't those the most powerful. You have a seat at the table in the kingdom of God. And so does everybody else. I look forward to meeting them. May God be with you as you create new spaces. May God be with you in new experiences. May God be with you and familiar and invited guests. And wherever you are, at whatever table you are, may God be with you. Amen.